This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in to the NASCAR Venue Preview Show Podcast, Episode 76. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, joined as always by my co-host, Phil, the Full Tank with Phil podcast. And Phil, it's been a little while since we last did a truck podcast, and unfortunately we're getting to that part of the season where we now only have three truck races to go. So how are we doing since the last time we truck we talked trucks? Well, feeling better than uh directly after we talked trucks last we had a great episode last time around it was the bristol oh, yeah. race and uh we had rod and cody we were teamed yep. up with those guys and um had the most fun time and uh everything in that race in practice and qualifying was playing out exactly the way kind of had it scripted and then the race itself went the complete opposite direction so took mm-hmm. an absolute bath we lost our showdown with those guys, um, lost almost every bet I placed on that race overall. It was like the fastest race I've ever seen, uh, and that didn't fastest, help us. <laughs> fastest race in truck series history. Is it really? Okay, well. Yeah, hour and 16 minutes. Checks out because uh, it was like you blink, and, and some of the bets, you know, you're betting on guys like Kligerman who are starting in the back. You need those cautions you need those uh that longer race to let them come through the field a little bit but it didn't play out for us so i was i was really hurting that weekend sucked uh from a cup standpoint for me as well so i'm i'm i got my wounds healed and i'm ready to be hurt again so let's do it (laughs) i don't think we're gonna get hurt this week i think we're gonna um you know put a thing a few things together that are gonna be in the wind column um but you know we talked about bristol that was a difficult race uh, from a betting standpoint and you know it's one it was it's arguably the biggest besides the championship it's the biggest truck race of the year because the winner of that race and we saw Corey heim go to victory heim on time as as you like to say that winner has about a month and a half to prepare a championship car. And Heim has been arguably one of, if not the fastest trucks all year. Now he gets to just coast right into the championship, uh, which will happen on November the 3rd. And, you know, hopefully you and I are in attendance together watching that, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, But yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see, you know, Heim and how he does there. So what were some of your takeaways, if anything? What did you think about the race there? And, and how do we apply it, if at all, um, to anything going into Dega? Yeah, I don't think you can apply anything from that race to Talladega. Okay. Um, 
but the main point being, I guess, the playoff standings, right? You got uh, Corey Heim in the championship, like you said, and he's yep. got this long, long time between then and, and uh, the championship. And I think we all kind of talk about that as if it's mm-hmm. a positive thing, but I don't necessarily know if it's, you know, reap those uh, benefits. I mean, Majeski won Bristol the previous season and he did not win yep. the, uh, the championship race. Uh, I'm going back now to look at 2021 Bristol was yep. won by uh, Chandler Smith, but I think it was actually Las Vegas was Christian Eckes. He didn't win the championship. Uh, she was the first one to get locked in. So it's not a lock. I think it almost can work against you in uh, a little bit. You know, Brett Moffat the year before that. So he didn't win the championship that year. It's not a lock and it almost kind of works against you. Rust uh, is actual thing in NASCAR. So we'll see. Spin zone. I mean, Corey Heim's been as consistent and, and as dominant as you can be. So he might be the guy. I was going to say spin zone. He's probably the best driver um, because those other guys, I don't think were points leaders, you know, going into it. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's a good, that's still, that's still something that if that trend continues, then we're going to have immense value on some of these guys right now. When you look at their future championship odds, you know, for a race at Phoenix and, you know, uh, it'll be really interesting to see kind of how that all plays out because we know the trucks are vastly different than the cups uh, series or the Xfinity series. So maybe nothing to pull from there. Uh, what I did, is something I did, I did have one question for you. Um, Please. I like we this. Spoke, we spoke at length about time and Jeske and the yes. cheating yes. as you would call it. Yeah. Uh, getting caught cheating at some of the short tracks and uh, yep. having a huge penalty, putting them back. You guys were on the pod saying, you know, you, you expect him to not be there. Right. He was like, he was uh, decent for, you know, he was fast in practice. Um, I, I thought, you know, definitely in my opinion, bucked that thought process of Majeski being like totally garbage in the new uh setup or or the clean setup right i mean do you you don't agree with that he finished 19th but he started fourth he was fast in practice fast in qualifying yeah he you can be fast in practice fast in qualifying uh i don't care there he's been doing that it's just that long run of speed since gateway they've been uh lacking I need, I'm trying to find what his average running position was uh, in that race. Maybe you can, maybe if you have racing reference in front of you, if not, I'm, I'm popping it up. But I thought that I was on the right end of that, of being like, yeah, didn't, didn't get the quality finish and wasn't running what I thought he would. I mean, he finished third in stage one. I don't particularly okay. remember like what happened to him, but uh, he was not in the top 10 for stage two. And at that point he was probably well on his way to finishing 19th. So I don't know what his average running position was, but like, hmm. I guess my point is, you know, we're going to be coming up if he were to make the, the championship, which would be a long shot now because we've got, uh, he, he's like 38 points the wrong way. And he's got Talladega and he goes back to Homestead where he won, where he won. He's going to need to win that race. No, he's 22 points to the, the bad. Um, I, I, there's a path 
to Phoenix. Yeah. And then we have this conversation again where it's like, okay, it, Phoenix sets up to be the type of track that they were cheating on. You know, what do you, what do you expect from him? Um, right. Cause IRP was the, the track yeah, that I got caught on. Yep. yep and yep. that's the best comp we have, I think to Phoenix. So I was, uh, I don't know. I guess we see things differently. Like I, I think if you're going to be caught red handed and you're not going to have it, we would have seen that like the whole weekend, slow off the truck, oh. no speed whatsoever, drop like a rock. You know, even if you do qualify, well, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was just, uh, I was going to stay after you were done. I don't think we, I think we would see it if it was like an hour of practice, but when it's 15 minutes and you're, to obviously one of the top i'd say i mean easily one of the top five to ten trucks true you okay. know you, we're gonna see you come out of the gates quick we see zane smith who's one of the top five to ten trucks and he's you know i don't know taking a shit during practice and qualifying because he's got nothing else to do and then come race time he kind of works his way up there so i mean i'm looking at uh, what he did majeski that is in the bristol race and had an average running position of 13th had a driver rating of 80 which was like 14th best uh in the race and you know you even with a what top three in stage one so i think okay, he had so a you're penalty not, you're, you're still out on Majeski and, and you think that that penalty is like a death sentence essentially to that team. I'm out on Majeski at the shorter tire tracks that have um, where tire wear is a factor. It'll so be interesting he... to see what yeah, happens at Homestead, but that's a mile and a half track. I'll be keeping my eyes on that uh, pretty closely uh, personally, but that is that's when we go back to Phoenix you know, that was the types of tracks he was, they were cheating on, but there's not enough tire wear in that like it was at the other one. So I think um, I think for good reason, he's on the outside looking in. OK, he stays on the outside looking in. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I think if he were to make the championship, it wouldn't have anything to do with like rebounding from this. It would be we're going to have to apply that to next season. You know, when yes. we get back to that set of the schedule, Richmond, yep. um, assuming the schedule is similar, you know, but they're not going to put tracks. bleeders. They're not going to put bleeders in the in the car, in the tires anymore, because for whatever reason, they decide. All right, let's just do a quick rant. Why would you you're the crew chief? I'm the driver. You're the crew chief of the 98. OK, Ty Majeski. Why, 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 why would you do it? You You, you saw that it worked at Richmond successfully why would you go back and do it again at irp just to take another risk and then it comes out and you get caught going into gateway why you found you found you you found the cheat that you could easily apply to one of the comparable tracks which is the championship race you don't have to go into irp and do it again but you didn't get to win so I think, but you were the dominant car. There, there are two cars. Okay, go all three series this year in NASCAR. Martin Truex at Michigan didn't get the win. Most dominant car I've seen all year. You could also go him at, at New Hampshire if you wanted. And then Ty Majeski at Richmond, most dominant car, top two most dominant car across all three series this year. Yeah, but if you're gonna cheat, right? The 
right? The reason to cheat is to accomplish something. They didn't accomplish anything. They, they were, you don't, you don't get anything for being the most dominant car. You need to, to win the race. So they bring it back. They win the race. Now, the question was, when did they get caught? Did they try to do it again at Gateway? Because that's the craziest part. If they got caught trying to do it again at Gateway, that's the crazy part. That is the questionable part of the crew chief. Like, what are you doing? Um, because if anything, you're like, all right, we got what we wanted, right? We're, we're locked in to the playoffs yep. or whatever the next round. Um, and now we can just like try to go and do it the right way and see what we can experiment with to do it there. Is that where they got caught? That's where they got caught. So that's, that's the crazy part. That's dumb. That right there is dumb. And yeah, so I, I can't make a case for that. Yeah, I think they got caught. They either got caught going through tech, which I think it's where it was. But I think somebody alerted them going into Gateway. So it could have been post IRP. Regardless, you didn't I have mean, why to you do cheating? it. And why cheating? Yeah, that's the question. Especially right? that. That's cheating. Like that is cheating to a T. When, you, when your tire air pressure does not wear as much as or lessen whereas everybody else's is, so you're just ripping. You just look like you have the fastest truck. I get it. It's NASCAR, and your teams are supposed to go to that gray area, but that is blatantly cheating, so much so that they're putting and, – and do you know what happened? Like, do you know the – like, what he what they did to, like, cheat and all that? Like, do you well, – You can enlighten me or, or enlighten the listeners so they, or anyone who – Yeah, so uh, how they got caught was they were essentially um, putting uh, – their tires were not losing the air pressure as everybody else on the high tire wear tracks. So their air pressures were pretty much up the whole way, whereas everybody else was falling down. And the only way that they found out is by dunking the tire in water and seeing that it's got the little holes. So that's how they knew, oh, these guys are. So everybody in the series, nobody can do it, right? So now they're, uh, DBC was talking about that, that they're just dunking tires and, you could be the third place guy in the cup series or you could be the because it was fascinating and it worked and you could do it in any series. But um, I found that interesting. Am I a car guy? Absolutely not. Did I get that right? I think so. I'm not sure, but I think so. Um, I think, Your Honor, I gave a good case. So I didn't expect to talk about time of Jeski for the last like 15 minutes. But um, I mean, I think, I think it's worth there's it. There's a tie so, talk. Glad we did. Oh, yeah, tie talk. So over. I think it's I think it's good. So uh, Corey Heim, like we said, Juan Bristol on his way to Phoenix. It'll be interesting to see if that trend continues um, where you said, hey, guys, that Juan didn't translate to winning the championship. Going to Talladega. Uh, what do you remember uh, last year? I remember personally, obviously, Matty D scoring the win. Our buddy Skybox had a, you know, who puts a tried and true ticket. Um, arguably one of the biggest fans, but from a gambling standpoint is very true when it comes to betting his money, huge day for him. I remember I was on vacation with my in-laws, my wife, family, and all them. And I was on the dock where we were um, doing some fishing and just the excitement of MRN and, and the finish, the crazy finish there. So, uh, wild race. You never know who's going to win. What about you? What do you remember? What do you think about uh, last year when we look at uh, what happened? Yeah, I remember that like photo finish. I remember them kind of jockeying for position like after the race was over, like, you know, go ahead of him, go ahead of him. Like you, you know, you won the race. Um, and I remember the announcers kind of cheering. I, I forget who he was, you know, in that photo finish with. 
but um, I'm gonna say Brett Holmes, but I, I think it was off. Brett Holmes, but it's listed oh. as as uh, I, I know for a fact I, it felt like the announcers were cheering for him. Uh, they wanted okay. him to be kind of the winner, and then when Matty D was the the winner, obviously there's a we know of a lot of Matty D fans, and yeah, you're right. I mean, like Skybox and uh, Chris from the flag hunting, they they were rejoicing. Um, so yeah, I mean, how could you forget that? Uh, Matt DiBettadeno's like one and only win in the you know 2020s. Um, so that was interesting, but the funny thing was, yep. like, we talk about the best car winning the race, like, those cars were not the best cars in no. the race whatsoever. Um, no. it was Ekis and Hosevar like battling for back and forth, like, yep. for most of the stage three. Yep. So that's the the memory is that like split second photo finish and the waiting, 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 waiting to yeah. see them announce like who the winner was, and then it was Matty D and um yeah fans got a chance to cash in mark i think still is not even though even with that oh, huge no. ticket i forget what he was going off at but it was still not enough to make up for all the bets that he's placed on matt tibetadeno in his life i i think he said that every race weekend he puts a hundred dollars on him and uh, and that's insane if you, if you look at just the truck series now that's twenty three hundred dollars he probably yeah, he probably broke even just last year, and then he's over twenty two going into or twenty one uh, going into this year. Actually, he's not racing this weekend because um, he was let go, and that was news that broke. Super um, weird. Yeah, su- is super weird because he's a guy. He's an interesting cat where has done this kind of before, where he he's gotten they've a team's gotten rid of him and he's not had a team to fall back to. So it'll be interesting to see what his next step is. Trucks, Xfinity, um, whatever it is, there's some rumors that it could be Cup, but I think that's just Mark trying to put rumors in our heads with, like, colleague. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what his next move is. Um, Another bit of news that dropped is Spire. So Spire is acquiring KBM, and so Kyle Busch Motorsports is out in 2024. I know that came across our news desk like today. So yeah. on Wednesday, September 27th, what, what did you think uh, when you saw that? Like that makes sense to you or did you have to like check it twice? I needed I needed some time to absorb this. There's there's so many okay. different layers here. I mean, this is not a bit of news like this is this is yeah. a, a monumental shift in the truck series for years to come. Um, I was like kind of broken up about it. Like I, I did not like seeing this because I mean, I'm not like a huge Kyle Busch fan or like, like emotional fan. Like, no, no, not up. emotional. Oh, okay. like just I, like, just I like, didn't know where we were going. Like, ugh, like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't okay. like it okay. um, because yeah. you're KBM has been the gold standard for years in the truck series. We just lost GMS. Now KBM's getting sold. My mind immediately was like, oh, like what's going on here? Now, after you have a second to be like, all right, you know, there's there's some layers to this. It is fine. Like, you know, it's not like we're losing KBM. They're just switching over to Spire. But at the same time, the, the Kyle Bush element to this 
is something that we need to talk about. So let's let's put a pin in the Kyle Bush side of this because that is like 50% the storyline. We'll stick with what you brought up, which is Spire. And I mean, I texted it to you and you said like Spire's a, uh, they're a big dog or whatever you said, like they're, they're big now. Um, and I can't wrap my head around that. Like I, I really can't. And it's bringing up so many questions for silly season with GMS folding Spire mm-hmm. taking over KBM. Like I, I would imagine they're going to have like a little bit more Chevy love. So oh, yeah. how many cars are they going to have? Who are they keeping around? There are open drivers, free agent drivers that are available. What's that going to look like? Is Spire going to be able to field a team worthy of taking on that like KBM name? Uh, KBM was different this year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I was like kind of blown away. And and I think you have to take a further step back to say like Spire's playing chess. Like they're, they're putting yes. together, they're trying to be, they're not trying to be KBM, like, you know, uh, biggest, you know, biggest dog on the block. They're mm-hmm. trying to like own the city. They're trying to own the country. Um, they're the new Kings. They're the new Kings. Like they want to be, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I wouldn't call them Kings yet. They have a long road to go, but they want to be right. They want right. to be, they want yeah. to be. And I think they took a page out of track houses book mm-hmm. where they, they didn't want to do this. They tried kind of doing it the, the old school way, like colleague it's not going fast enough. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, fuck it. We're just going to, we're just going to purchase like a turnkey program and, you know, make it ours. They want right. to, you know, cause my, my biggest comment on track house for years has always been like, they were born on third and they think they hit a triple. <laughs> um, because, you know, we forget, like they just like, took over that program. Right. And so that's what Spire's pretty much doing. They, they couldn't do it. Grassroots. They gave up on that too slow. And here we are. Um, they clearly have a huge backing financially, uh, yeah. from that, that sponsor they had that game bridge deal, I'd have to imagine is, is a big part of this. And, um, I mean, you brought it up on the NASCAR betting preview show. I think like, you know, where are they getting their money? Like, yeah, I guess like, I, I don't even know what game bridge does, but like they're involved, like, you know, from mid year this year, they, they talked about them, uh, signing up and signing a multi-year deal with Spire. I guess they have a lot of money. I, I don't know. Deep pockets, but. This is interesting where they go from here because they dabbled in the truck series every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, seven truck and all. And um, they had that win at Martinsville a few years ago with William Byron. They, they've had the ability to to be frisky, but we'll see. I mean, I, I'm anxious to get your thoughts because you I think I get the vibe that you're like a believer in the Spire camp. I think I'm a believer in those that are trying to take advantage of the current market, which is for Spire, obviously them and Trackhouse in the Cup Series, they did a deal where they have an alliance, which is strong. So they are banking on NASCAR is going to continue the charter system, which they just paid or they just paid out $40 million to acquire a full-time cup car. 
uh, essentially. Now, I know track house is coming along with that, but then to double down and go to the truck series and say, we are going to buy KBM, buy them out, and whatever that financial deal is, which hasn't been announced, but to be able to pony up that money because, yeah, so I, which I just think is crazy. Now you have a true pipeline of driver development where you can have guys that are in cup Xfinity, if they get one or, and trucks and just start filtering different drivers, young talent. Um, and I think teams that do that now are going to be elite. And I think the teams of the Hendrick motorsports that don't have that. Yes. You could look at, Oh, well Hendrick and junior motorsports or Hendrick is always going to be dominant. No, they're not. They are not always going to be dominant. The Patriots were not always going to be dominant. Tom Brady left. Now the Patriots are mediocre at best. And now there's a new regime. Well, that's going to be the same thing in, in NASCAR. RCR eventually is going to fade away. Trackhouse is going to assert themselves as the primo player. Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't sell his Hornets stock just to sit on the side, smoke a cigar, and play golf. He did it to get back in and do more in NASCAR because that's where the money is at. So it's these teams that are buying and acquiring now that are taking it to a whole new level. Spire came out of the fucking clouds to make the impacts that they did in the last two weeks, week and a half, I think it was, where they made back-to-back announcements. So as long as they, they obviously have the money, so they got deep pockets somewhere. And if they can just get drivers... <clears throat> Noah Gregson, maybe young drivers that have an ability to maybe perform. Um, that is going to be the key. So I think from a Spire standpoint, maybe I'm a Spire buyer kind of like that. Ooh. That was good. That Ooh. was good. Um, so I like that element. But then when you look at the KBM element, I was shocked. I mean, they Kyle must've got a tremendous deal because I thought, well, uh, Brexton, I think that's the kid's name. Like his son, like that was just a perfect little place for him to go, right? Like you just would assume Kyle is going to be involved in the sport for however long and probably will in some capacity. But it made me then wonder, when's Kyle going to retire? Like what what's going to happen here? Like that, that seemed like an interesting move. That seemed like a I'm taking two steps move, not just lateral. That seemed a little bit like calculated of here's my timeline because Harvick and cup Truex and cup Bush and cup are the next three big players that we've seen for years and years to go. So, all right, we could talk about this forever. I, I mean, I, I have, I think it's good radio. Say. Okay. That's I think fine. It's good Talladega is kind of a, a I think it's week good. anyway. So I want to go back to Spire I, and then I got to get to the Kyle Bush thing. Cause I have a completely different, uh, oh, good mentality on Kyle Bush. Are you a um, Spire buyer? I don't know. I don't know. I'm right. Uh, That's gonna be one of our Spire buyer. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm a buyer and Spire. Well, I would have loved to have been in the meetings where they present this project, this investment strategy to the board to the the loan to the banks or whoever's the backer of the the financials here i would have loved to have seen their strategy because you said it as let's build a pipeline of young drivers to 
you know, work your way through trucks, build them out and give yourselves young drivers into the cup series uh, without having to, to touch Xfinity and, and waste, you know, good years of their careers that I could see that being a strategy. Um, I feel like though, that if that is part of their plan, it's their 10 year plan, but you just spent all this money. You need to make money now. And KBM is not set up to win as is right now. Transition to Spire, you know, new name on the company. Like that's not going to do anything. And their cup series programs, not winning any races anytime soon either. So I think the short term plan is to sign some bigger names. Noah Gregson is out there. We mentioned him. How about our boy? Our boy who liked our podcast tweet, Grant Infringer. He's looking for a home. Um, that CM Chevy, you know what I mean? That seems to me like a logical play in the short term for Spire because you get some wins, you make yourself playoff eligible, you, you, you have the ability to bring home some money in the short term to then and maybe you have three trucks you know um that's that's where i feel like the short-term investment strategy would play out for spire in which case i think i'm i'm into that because you eventually you build the pipeline to have the free-flowing um drivers you know going right up to cup so i don't know if that's the case Right. I don't know what their strategy is. This all seems kind of weird. That's the that's the thing. It doesn't have like a a warm and fuzzy feel to it. It feels kind of strange the way this played out. So I'll I'll end the spire talk and I want to go into Kyle Bush because I said, like I said before, that's 50% of this. This makes at surface level zero sense to me if you're Kyle Bush. Um, you've had this company that you have put everything of yourself into and they made the switch he made the switch over to chevy even if chevy's not giving you what you need in your cup pro or your truck program you don't give up after one year right like if you can't tell me oh it was chevy's lack of energy lack of financials backing the kbm trucks this season and and the truck series in general that's that's a reason to be like, no, I quit. I don't believe that that's the case. Kyle Busch has been part of this for too long. The other thing is he has been so outspoken about Brexton coming up. He's it's like a LeBron situation. Like he's been talking about playing with Bronny, little Bronny. It's the same thing. Like Brexton's like on the path to be a actual driver. And you have this program. Not only do you have a program that's like a home for him in the future, but you can teach him everything that you'd want to as a father, like about a company, right? You could start your own lawn care company and like blow that up into something local and and you hand that to your kids and you teach them everything about, you know, being an adult and finances and everything there. Or you have a truck series team and do the same fucking thing. Like that's what he had. And now he has nothing. Like he gives it up. Now, after I kind of came to grips with that, it's like, well, where's he going with this? You're looking at the point you just made was like career, you know, retirement and that sort of thing. I'm looking at this differently. I think the only way he makes that deal 
because I see all the reasons not to do it is if he got paid a shitload I agree. and he's now planning on you. You said a second ago, RCR is going away. Not so fast. Eventually, I don't okay. think so, because now you've got Kyle Bush who has made a career jump to RCR to be part of them. And he's now sitting on a fucking mountain of cash. I think he's going to invest that either into the cup team or do the same thing that Spire's trying to do with a truck series program or, you know, put it in the Xfinity and, and, and get them there because of all the, the point of having like a tangible business that he's like had for so long. He's yeah. been, this is not just like me coming out of thin air saying like, Oh, well he wanted this for Brexton. He said that so many times. Yeah. So how does someone just give up on that unless you have a plan? And if, I'm not shocked. I would not be shocked if he's reinvesting this money in RCR and he's becoming a partner in RCR. Uh, and, and we've seen other guys do this. Denny has done it. Um, you know, Brad Kozlowski's done it. Brad's done yeah. it, you yeah. know? And so right. that's, and he's done it from the truck series on up. So I think there's a blueprint for him to follow. And it's, it's just weird that it would play out like this for not having a plan. Um, yeah. I, I think he's yeah. had to have looked at this for a while. So I don't know. I know that that's not where you were going with it, but what are your thoughts on that take? Oh, I think you, I think you can easily sell me on that. Like um, I think it could have been a conversation that we, as the stories is told, Justin Marks got on a plane with Chip, Chip Ganassi kind of spontaneously brought up the conversation made him an offer chip could not refuse next thing you know chip chip is signing a deal probably a very similar thing but what's interesting is and as you were saying about well maybe he's reinvesting that into rcr so essentially spire is paying to fund a partnership between him and rcr to boost their programs in xfinity and cup um and i can absolutely see you know if and when I say RCR is going to be gone eventually, I mean, like, I don't know if that's in the next five, 10 years. I mean, like when our kids even are getting older, like that's just going to be what it is. Like, it's not oh, OK, gonna be OK. You didn't mean you yeah. didn't mean short term. I didn't I didn't mean gotcha, short term. Gotcha. I didn't mean like immediate. I meant like down the road. So that could be at any point. But like you mentioned Brad Kozlowski, you mentioned Denny Hamlin. We've seen what Kevin Harvick's doing. We know what Dale Jr.'s done. There is a reason why these drivers or ex drivers are getting reinvesting their time, effort, and money into the sport and ownership. And I think, to your point, I think that is really well said when you look at Kyle, because Kyle and KBM obviously went from Toyota over to Chevy because he was kicked out of JGR and his team needed to go somewhere. So, realigning that pipeline. Maybe that ownership thing is not done. Maybe that was, um, but it does feel like it's something that was like instant. Like it wasn't like a, there were no rumors of this two, three, four months ago. This almost was like, uh, yeah, this is happening happened. now. So something happened where money was money moved from A to B and was able to figure out how to buy, pay 40 million for a charter and cup and then to buy KBM. And that is insane money. That is yeah, ridiculous. It's weird. It, it's, so it's strange. 
because there were no rumors about it. I didn't hear a single thing about that. And I'm, I, I got my nose to the ground or my ear to the ground pretty good, but like that, that had to happen so fast. And then these TV deals that are coming up, like all the chess that's happening right now of like teams and, and everybody that's kind of moving and positioning themselves. And um, this guy here, this veteran or this uh, Justin Haley is a good example going over to uh, Rick Ware it's just like all these pieces that are happening and falling into place. And next year is going to be a wild year when it comes to, you know, CBA agreements, TV deals, et cetera. And I think we're starting to see obviously dominoes happen now, but like we're, where's this going to be next year, this time uh, timestamp this because like Talladega next year, when we're talking trucks, what in the world is it going to look like for NASCAR in 2025? Because yeah, tons of stuff is going to change, including 100%. maybe the car and trucks. Yeah, that would be that. It, it, you're right. Timestamp. It. It's going to be a different world in, in the NASCAR world next year when we're doing this. Um, I want to and, show you this, though. Yeah. See this? Okay, okay. So see the logo right there? I can't really see it. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. All right, so I I'm gonna reach out directly and find out. Oh, it's okay. It says KBM. I'm gonna reach out directly oh, and <laughs> and figure out. Um, isn't that this is kind of a cool little? Listen to this. That's a business card, um, dude. That's his business card. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick. It's uh, for anybody. I feel like I'm an American radio. psycho right now, dude. Oh, that it's is... crazy. When he handed me this thing, is like it's got weight to it. It's a business card. So I'm gonna reach out to. Um, you know, to see if I can find out any information about it um, and kind of go from there. But that was fascinating. Uh, we'll do one more for the people. Kind of that cool. is um, crazy to have a business card like that. It's basically just like <laughs> I'm way more. That, important that's a boss. You. That's like a boss level, right? That's 100%. like how you doing? I'm Derek. And then you give somebody that and you're like, OK, you do you do deals like that. And now like, now it's just an artifact because it's useless now. Um, it, yeah, it. it but I'll I'll, yeah. I'll just finish my rant just by saying Good. this. All that stuff that I just said, it, to me, it all boils down like the weirdness. All boils mm -hmm. down to if I'm Kyle Bush, yep, I don't understand just poof, like selling everything that you've built and not doing anything else. Like, oh, it's in, chess. Unless unless he is like you said, cashing out. Or looking to reinvest it in some way, shape, or form. He he's been so uh, thick and thin with this truck mm. team. It's been his baby, and right. you know he, he doesn't have uh, anything else to to fall back on, like any other company or, or you know anything else. Any irons in the fire there, so it just makes it like super weird just to sell it just like that, and we'll see. I know you and I love talking about 2024 and, and different things there, but like we got to watch it from top down, but Spire making the moves that they are. We know track house is the player that they are, but like all these teams as well. And track house is a good person to even, or a team to talk about because they have SVGs, uh, Shane Van Ginsbergen uh, as their driver. And what do they want Shane to do? They want Shane to be in the truck series to get that, oval experience we saw what happened at irp and i know you've said it and, and many you know many would agree we want that we want to bet against somebody like that but like 
these teams up in those upper tier series are investing back down into this lower tier series, which you get guys like Matty D and, and say what you want about him, but still a, still a talented enough driver. Matty D, Noah Gragson, put out some uh, other veterans out there. It's just going to make the entire three-tier series that much greater. And, and I know money runs okay. a lot. You got these young guys coming in um, with tons of money in their pocket because of the, the financial backing. But now we're starting to see a little bit more of an even playing field of money and driver talent are kind of getting a little closer um, to where they should. Driver talent should always win out, but I get money in the business world. Uh, is king so it's gonna be fascinating this is i did not see the podcast going this direction but it was well worth it i think from a lot of the conversations that we had and i'm very curious anybody listening what your thoughts are because there's a lot of stuff we didn't even talk about this beforehand um so kind of diving into it um we haven't even talked about a single bet yet um where do you where where should we go where do you want to go first well, let's let's kind of set the stage a little bit here. Okay. I mean, it, it, Talladega is the great unknown. Um, True. We were just talking about it on the NASCAR betting preview show. I talked about it on my podcast. Like the name of the game this week is like be cautious, bet light. You know, have fun with this weekend. This is not the race to throw your mortgage on. That's for sure. Um, it's the opportunity for you to throw some sprinkles, have a little fun you know, but with less risk involved. Um, so if you hit great, you have some spending money for Sunday, uh, or next week, but you're not digging yourself a hole that you need to get out of on Sunday or next week. Um, so that's the, the thought process here. The agenda that I had like written down, I, I have notes here on bets that I like that I'm going to call out Mm -hmm. bets that I'm on. And, um, I've got like head to head matchups, Got a couple drivers to call out for various reasons. Got a group bet that I like. Uh, And then I have a a list of guys that I'm just calling like drivers to watch because with super speedways, people like taking the longer shots. Mm -hmm. I got guys to to kind of throw into like a DFS lineup. Maybe you want to throw a sprinkle on them. I, on my podcast, talked about a a situation uh, that I'm doing called the shotgun unit, which is where I'm taking 10 drivers, either 20 to one or longer and sprinkling a one-tenth of a unit on those guys. And if you hit, you double your unit. So um, that's one way you could play it for the truck series. The quality of driver goes down quite a bit in the truck series, uh, you know, when you do that here. But the point remains, like, you can have some fun like that. And um, it's worth kind of paying attention to. the the. I'll kick it back to you, Derek, just by saying the odds – this week disappointing um i mean caesars opened up the favorite as eight to one DraftKings did it at 10 to one still ridiculous um just really a, a bit of a letdown to see that because there's no correlation between like the trucks and the the cup like as far as like what the lines are Cup opened up at 11 to 1, 12 to 1 on some books. I mean, to have an 8 to 1 favorite in the truck series where there's so much more calamity, so much more craziness in the truck series because of like the different skill levels of the drivers on this crazy track. I don't understand how you could price someone 8 to 1. 
in the truck series. And then it's a trickle down effect. You don't get top tens, top fives are, you know, the, the longest you could do. And, and those numbers are even tough, you know, plus 125 for someone to finish in the top five at uh, a super speedways wild. So the odds itself, the, the books, I, I think they're just like yeah. super defensive uh, against yep. the gambler. And, and I would just kick it back to you. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think we talked about this a little bit, too, on the NASCAR betting preview show um, where, you know, the community's gotten better. It's gotten smarter. So the books are kind of pivoting towards that way of like just opening up shorter odds on outrights. They're not going to get beat um, deep, if you will. So um, especially with football season now where they're losing, um, you know, hand over fist and then they win one weekend. You know, the, the books kind of it goes back and forth. But in NASCAR, especially a week like this you got a couple groups coming in and putting in some money, you could lose your fair share and your risk, your risk team is not going to, uh, they're not going to be happy if you will, they're, they're going to be yeah, sweating yeah. some stuff out. So, so I get it, but this is also the new, this is the new norm. The thing that sucks is whereas before, you know, you get um, maybe the first 10 drivers or so you'd be like, okay, they're short. And then the 11th through 24, fifth drivers like long odds we don't get that anymore i mean you have to go i'm like looking at the 20th driver even in the truck race and it's like 40 to 1 and yeah. Yeah, that was that normally anymore. like the 10th yeah so it is what it is we got to adjust and mm -hmm. but to your point make sure this is why we talk about shopping around because you know caesar's is opening co-favorites at eight to one whereas those same co-favorites are 10 to one uh, at other books as co-favorites as well. So there's a lot of copy and paste happening, but there's also some opportunity specifically in that 30 to one range that I like the most and be interesting to see where we go. Um, but you talked about some bets that you like. You want to start with the head to head market uh, before we get into some of the nitty gritty of what we want to do. Is that a good place to start or what do you want to do? Yeah, we could do that. And then, and I think, we said before this, we were going to do a, a little draft, like mano y mano yeah. um, at the yep. end. And if one of our guys wins the race, we win the, the bet. Yep. So yep. let's start just by breaking down some of these head-to-heads and then see where if and when these guys end up getting taken in our draft. But I wanted to start with a marquee matchup. And okay. I wanted to start like that. at the top of the board with Zane Smith because he's listed as the favorite. Um, you know, and I know there's like co-favorites, but Zane's like the first name on the board, a couple different books that I use and I'm not buying Zane Smith this week. Um, he is someone like you look at his numbers. First of all, I'm looking at the last five Talladega races at this track. You know, I think that's important. And then I'm also looking at the three super speedway races since the start of the 2022 season. So that's twice at Daytona and once at Talladega, we don't get a lot of super speedway races um, in the truck series. So there's less data to go off of. I don't like looking at Atlanta, especially for the truck series. Um, so I'm not going to be talking about Atlanta, but when you hear me say like last three, it's been, you know, since 2022, um, when you look at those numbers, his last three super speedway races, Zane stands out to you. Why? Because he has two victories at Daytona. Uh, but he's a Daytona guy. 
and his numbers at Talladega are not great. Three races uh, he's been there, 33rd, 33rd, and 17th uh, a year ago, and that was his best finish, and uh, it was his only lead lap finish at this racetrack. Um, so so that right there is interesting, and he, he led one lap in that race. It was like on the third lap or so, and then got passed right back uh, on the fourth lap. In three races, he's completed 56% of his laps which is staggering. Like, that's like, whoa, we're talking about Zane Smith here. He had a, a rough start three years ago and then finished like half the race the year after that. Um, 2022, he was able to complete the whole race, but he was never really a factor, even though he starts really well at these tracks. All super speedway races, Daytona and Daldega, he starts well. Um, good qualifying positions. But yeah, last year, it was just, I don't know, best finish in 17th, not so much. He's going up against my guy this week. Christian Eckes is the guy. And I know anything can happen on super speedways, but Christian Eckes is the most consistent. He's also going off at 10 to 1. And I'll probably throw something of my own money down on him just because if he wins this race, I'm going to be, you know, pissed if I didn't take him. But in a head to head matchup against Zane Smith, I'm all over it. They're equal odds right now, minus 115. He is just someone to trust, if you can use that word, on Super Speedways. He's got two career starts at Talladega, two top 20s, which, you know, we extend out, you know, top 20s are, are still relevant on Super Speedways because it's calamity. He finished fifth last year after leading half the race. He finished first in driver rating. In the last five races at Talladega, He's been there twice. He's first in driver rating, 102.3. He's the only driver above 100. It's really like not even close. Since the 2022 season started, we have three races, three for three in top five finishes. Christian Eckes. He's a super speedway guy, it seems like. Um, so he looked good at Daytona this season. His average finish in those races, 3.7. I'm getting Chris Busher vibes, right? We just talked about Chris Busher this season on super speedways is ridiculous similar krishnekis um first in drive rating in the last three races as well so he, he's got the numbers he's got reasons you can trust him he blows zane smith out of the water when you like really do the tail of the tape here so i like him over zane and i'll I'm not saying you should because he's the favorite it's very chalky you don't like doing that the draw of super speedways is to go the long shots but I'll throw a little bit of my money on him to win the race because of how consistent he's been. I think you laid out a pretty good argument there um, for a guy that, yeah, knows how to get it done. So uh, 10 to 1, I think you said was the best number on the outright board, right? Right now, that's on DraftKings. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yep. I need to do a lap recently <laughs> and see like what the updated ones are. But, yeah, that's what it was when I wrote the notes down. Okay, so uh, – yeah, so that's your marquee matchup. I didn't know if you were going to go Zane versus Ty or Zane versus Ekis. When I popped over to um, uh, DraftKings, I saw the Ekis uh, line there. So uh, any other marquee matchups or any other matchups that caught your eye where you're like, hey, we got to really kind of uh, get down on something? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to spend the whole time talking. I mean, did, did you want to go – like, did you have anything or do you want me to just keep ripping and running here? Rip and run. All right. I'll add. Well, I'll add. 
Yeah. So um, you're, you're coming about Majeski. I mean, if you're, if you're making the conscious decision to say like Zane's just, he doesn't have it at Talladega. Uh, then I think you have to take him versus Eckes because of the consistency. Majeski is just as much of a question mark as Zane Smith um, and, and less experience on Super Speedway. So that's why I'm going with Eckes in that matchup. Um, the next one I like is, and, and this is, yeah, I'll just say it. Hosevar over Enfinger, minus 120. Enfinger has one top 10 in his last five races at Talladega, and it was in 2019. And that was the last time he led a lap here. He was 29th last year. In the last three races since 2022, mm-hmm. his average finish is 21.0 on the three tracks. He finished fifth at Daytona, so that helps him a little bit uh, this season when you're talking about the average finish, but the other two races were dismal. Josevar, he was battling for the lead in this race last year uh, versus Eckes, and he ends up uh, coming to a stop on the racetrack. I think they got into it, and and mm-hmm. he ends up um, having a bad finish to the race, which in head-to-head matchups, that's what matters. You need to be able to finish the race. But the point yeah. being, he was strong here last year, and this year is just completely different season overall for Carson Hosevar. Um, so that was a 28th-place finish last year. By the way, still beat Enfinger, who finished 29th. And his other two finishes in the last three races on super speedways were ninth and 12th. So since 2022 started. So um, I got more trust in Hosevar because of the, you know, recent situation there two to one against him in the last three races. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, got a lot of good hype around him. He's they're both battling for championships. So you really can't say like one guy has an edge uh, on the title hunt. than the other, um, Right. But in a head-to-head matchup, like I could see these guys finishing like five, six, and uh, you know if I lose that, then so be it. But I'm going to go right. with Hosevar, uh, just because of the the crazy season he's had so far this year, and uh, and just how much he's improved, plus the stats. So he's minus one twenty against Enfinger. Um, so what are your your thoughts on that? One? Oh, one last stat. One last stat. okay. One thing that I like to look at for super speedways, okay, is there's a statistic. The statistic, the last ten percent of the race, how do they finish? Right, plus Ooh. spots Ooh. or minus spots. End finger is like minus six point three. That's third worst. Um, now Hosevar, and that's in the last three super speedway races. Hosevar okay. is actually minus as well, but it's double. He, he, Enfinger's double uh, as bad as as Hosevar has been. So um, okay. they both haven't closed races out all that well. Um, but Enfinger is is you know really not good in that stat. So that's the the last thing. So thoughts? I, I know we're fading Enfinger here. He's our guy. Uh, potentially listens to the podcast. I don't know. Shout out Grant. But um, we'll you know got to go with Carson this week and and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I was wondering when you were going to bring up Grant. What did you think about that when that came across your screen? I I told everyone. I told everyone I knew. Um, I took a picture of my diecast. I sent it to like all the people who don't understand NASCAR. Um, Yeah, I was fired up. I'm sure he listened to that going to Bristol. So so there you go. (laughs) I think I texted you that. I was like, "What do you think about Grant just listening to our pod as he's going to to the the race?" Uh, I like. I do like the host of our side. I think I'm trying to think how many drivers are on a heater more than him right now across all three series. 
but I don't know if there's many that are Busher. better than what he's. Busher is definitely one. Hamlin has been red hot in the Cup Series, but he what he's doing is phenomenal. Like that flip of immaturity and just kind of like stupid shit to like maturity and like uh, who's the guy? Was it at Bristol? Yeah, there was a guy that. Uh, name's going to come back to me. Maybe it would have been Caden Honeycutt who wrecked after having a really good qualifying first lap wrecked, wrecked in the second one. And they panned to him as he gets out of the truck and who's next to him, grabbing him by the shoulder, giving him a little pep talk, Carson Hosefar. So it's like this guy just went from the immature to I'm a, I, I feel a like a veteran of this series to a leader. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's a young kid. Like he's not, 30 plus like us, he's young. So to be able to kind of get that now, and that will translate into the racing action where you're, I'm going to be patient here. I'm going to settle. I'm not going to um, try to get out. And I think Raja Karuth is going through this right now where he's got a lot of speed, just doesn't have the results. And once he then figures out how to get results, he's going to be the next guy that's like making that transition. So I like the, I like the host of our, I don't think, I think Josevar is a guy you cannot fade right now. I, I would not fade. I would not fade Josevar at, at all with anybody, uh, especially in that series, even Zane. So um, I like that side. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he has one of the best quotes of the year after a win. He said, uh, because Ooh. you comment how, how young he is. Yeah. He, he, his quote was, uh, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to go watch a bunch of people get drunk because he can't drink. Because he can't uh, drink. Or at least yeah. he couldn't at that point in the year. I don't know if he's 10 yeah. 21, but. I, I thought that was a very 20. funny. Yeah, it was a very funny quote. Um, all right. You mentioned Raja. I, I'm going to come to him in a second. Okay. Next okay. one up is a battle of guys who are like sprinkled in to the truck series. Uh, a former heavy player back in the old days where we didn't have. Oh, um, yeah. You know who I'm going with? I know who you're going with, but go ahead. I'm back David in- Gilliland. Not David Gilliland. Oh, um, I'm actually going to be fading him in a group in a little bit. But uh, back in the old days when I used to have a bookie instead of like these legal books, I used to bet on this driver almost any time it was available in the truck series because somehow, some way, I got like wow. one of the only bookies in you know southeastern Pennsylvania that offered trucks. And <laughs> Brett Moffat, Brett Moffat oh, was who I would take constantly oh yeah 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 and um he is Brett going Moffitt head-to-head. might be my favorite driver right now to bet on i i've not lost a head-to-head bet on brett moffett all year he, i do the same thing when i see it on a different book and i have to send it to somebody i'm like dude whatever you got yeah and so he's ryan going- ryan sieg yeah he was going up against ryan sieg in the xfinity two weeks ago and i was like uh just bet this and you're fine and <laughs> yeah it was great well like I don't play Xfinity very often, so I, I haven't kept up with like how well he's doing or how those bets are panning out. But we got a chance to kind of have some nostalgia here because he's back in the truck <laughs> series and he's going up against a guy that we have labeled collectively, the two of us, dead to us. I, um, I know. That's, that's Parker Kligerman. So know. he's driving for front row which is Zane. So if you're kind of not liking what I said about Zane, you say that, Oh, he's got speed. He's got speed. He's in the championship hunt. He's Zane's going to need some help. Brett Moffitt to the rescue driving the 34 truck. 
He's got three full-time truck series seasons. And at Talladega, he's finished 17th, 4th, and 7th. 2023 Xfinity Series uh, on Talladega, he finished 12th. Parker, I mean, look, I'm, I'm done with him uh, just from all the times he's burned us this season. But if you look at you know his truck's history here uh, in the last three races, he's got a 28th, a 37th, and a 9th place finish in his last three races. Um and, you know, that was at Talladega 32nd this year at Daytona. So I don't think Brett has to be great here uh, to win this matchup. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Parker has shown signs of life, but I refuse. I refuse to get sucked in to the Parker Klingerman stats yet again. And we got Brett Moffat driving the 34 truck. Super speedways, we say like anybody can get it done. Well, he's a mm-hmm. experienced driver who knows what he's doing, and he's teamed up with the best driver in the game. So we'll see. And, and Parker, he's dead to us. When I say someone's dead to me, gambling wise, I fucking mean it. So he's out, <laughs> and I will fade him. Um, so that's who I'm going with this in that head-to-head matchup. I uh, I figured that that was what was going to come up. I feel like I feel like this, and you can you can narrate for the people at home but <laughs> that's parker kligerman doing the undertaker <laughs> you're doing the undertaker <laughs> meme in real yeah. life right now I in real life with that <laughs> i feel like that's uh i feel like that's happening here in this situation i'm staying you, away personally. you better not I, okay i no i'm not i'm not taking i'm not taking part of this i am rooting on the sideline saying come on phil come on brett I, I just, I just, this is a super speed. He scares you. And he scares you. He's, he scares me enough where it's like, I can predict. Well, I can't, I, mean, I can't predict. I mean, I thought he was going to be good every time I said he was going to be good and he was terrible, but I can, yeah. So when it comes to a race like this, where, you know, Haley Deegan even has a chance um, this week, it's kind of like, um, it's a little tough. So I feel like we could be, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, um, Parker's going to be really on your your bad list if he comes Sick. through and beats Brett. Um, but, yeah, what a moment. And I know I teased it, but, like, if you would go to Phoenix, I would work so hard to set up a, a chat with us with Parker and just be like, you can just air it out. Be like, Parker, X, Y, and Z, here are my tickets. Here's all my tickets that we were trusting you with that failed. I, I would bring my daughter's fake. She has like a, a checkbook, not a checkbook. Uh, Love it. Like when you go to a diner, like where the waitress yeah, like writes like a, the bill, yeah. I would bring yeah. that and I would write him a bill and I would hand mm-hmm. him the bill. And then I'd be like, okay, uh, here's my Venmo. You can, I love you it. can pay me. Yeah. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he hasn't code. seen that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That would be funny. I, I would definitely never do that to him. That would be a complete dick move to let him hear about be the funny. bets we've lost. But uh, oh, be great. I'm sure professional athletes love he's, hearing about it. He's <laughs> a low key. He's a low key uh, pro gambling NASCAR. Like, okay. okay. Low key, so he's like yeah. four. So it. he, yeah, he, yeah. So he understands the, the, uh, the growth and the opportunity that it has in the sport. So I think he would enjoy it, but he'd also be like, you know, uh, I don't know. That'd be awesome. If he'd be like, okay, we'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you something. You trust <laughs> me one more time wish. at Phoenix. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 
Let's do well, that. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to pass funny. on that. Okay, but, you're going to pass I, on that. But I get your point. I get your point. Brett yeah. Moffat, I, lo- I, I, I do like Brett Moffat. I'd be curious what his top five number is this week, by the way. Well, as we're 16 about to it. 1 to win the race. Which, oh, so it's um, like plus 200? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think I might have written it down. Um, I got it. I got it. I think it might be plus 1. It's 190. So yeah, that's plus good 190. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good handicapping. So, yeah, that's – yeah, I don't hey, know. Top, I, I top can't – Ford. Top Ford, you can get him at plus 420. Yeah, I would really need to look into that. Um, let me see who else. Just if you're too, many other that, guys, too many other Fords. Too many other Fords. I know, but if you're going to say a guy is top five, you got to look at what he is for a top manufacturer. Good point. That, that's I mean, always that's been true. my process. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I guess so you get hoard out of, you get hoard out of one guy going up there and beating you in that class, but he's the fourth. He's firing off right now as the fourth best or whatever you want to call it Ford driver with Zane, Ty, Ben Rhodes, and then Brett. Well, all right. Good segue. Uh, I was going to go to another head to head, but we'll put that on the shelf because I have a segue okay. um, to, to go to Ben Rhodes. You mentioned Ben. He's the third driver listed for a top Ford. I am high on Ben Rhodes this week. Um, he, he's what? Yeah. He's plus 1200. <laughs> to win the race he's plus 150 for a top five his last three races since 2022 on the super speedway two top fives three top 15s his average finish is 5.0 he has two second place finishes um and one of them was this race last year that's why i'm kind of confused because i remember i asked you earlier like who did maddie d beat out in that photo finish and i thought it was brett holmes but for whatever reason Rhodes is listed as the second place finisher so i I don't remember really what happened there but um he had 105.6 driver rating in that race uh only behind eckes i mean he, he really brought the house down and he had the third best driver rating in the last three races on super speedways. Then you're looking at Talladega and like the history there. There are a lot of, in the last five races at Talladega, there's a lot of guys who've been there one time and you know, they're, they're sketchy names, guys that you don't really recognize. But when you go to someone who has two starts or more, Ben Rhodes is second in average finish at Talladega 9.4. He has two top fives, four top 15s in his last five starts at Talladega. So he's really putting himself in position to kind of be there at the end. He has a hundred percent rate rate hit rate finishing in the top 20. So that right there, that stat tells me, damn, combine that with how good he's been recently. Um, three for three top 15 finishes and he's five for five finishing the top 20 at this track. I'm like, where, where is he going in a head-to-head matchup? It's against Grant Infinger. I hate to, you know, double down on our boy, but Ben Rhodes is head-to-head gold right now. Um, and he's the underdog. He's minus 105. Uh, the other thing is he's against Chandler Smith, where he's the favorite. Um, 120, minus 120 against Chandler Smith. We could talk about Chandler in a second. I, I don't like that as much. Um, so, Head-to-head gold, if you can find Ben Rhodes against somebody that you want to play against, I would do that. But top Ford, I'm into because Zane's questionable. Ty's questionable. This dude is the most consistent of that group. Then you're going to somebody like Moffitt, total wild card. Um, so Ben Rhodes, 12-1, to 1, top five plus 150, top Ford. Like f- whatever way you would play it, um, I would be for you. 
You know what I mean? I, I think the case is made and I'm very interested in Ben Rhodes this week. You were never on Ben Rhodes. So to know that you're on Ben Rhodes in this situation is uh, fascinating. Haven't um, been I in a ho- while. Haven't been in a no. while. I will no, say this. I'm, um, I just realized I have a over one and a half wins on him for the season. And okay. this might be the last chance I got. So uh, <laughs> I, I really need it. You need it. Yeah, you need it bad. Because it's. Oh, boy. Oh, you are. Yeah, that's right. I, I re... Yeah, you are hurting on those. Uh, I was hoping to find. I was just looking at Betfred to see if anything else was there on Rhodes. Um, and like you said, we could touch on Chandler here in a little bit. But I'm usually the uh, Rhodes defender, and I, and I think you laid out a really good case for him from all the stats that you um, kind of laid out. It's interesting to see his top five price. I mean, it's like plus plus one ten or whatever it was. I just had it lost. I it. got him plus one fifty. Um, plus one plus one sixty on Caesars. Um, oh, okay, Caesars. So him. yeah, but still, like that's not something I'm I'm jumping. Yeah, I mean you're not rushing again. At that, but. But again, top Ford. Now go back to that market plus three twenty-five. Double your money right there, and, and you got to beat just the Fords. You don't have to finish top five. You can finish eighth and be the top Ford. So yep. um, that one's that one's interesting. But then it also throws in um, you know winning car number at minus one fifteen over twenty-eight and a half on Caesars, where it throws in guys like you've talked about Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Carson Hosevar. Um, these guys, I even think it counts Brett Moffat, maybe question mark. He's 34. Um, so there you go. So that's another play, you know, uh, based off the things, um, that you've been saying that I, I like as well. So, um, did not think we were going to be talking about Ben Rhodes from you in a positive <laughs> manner. And here we are. It's been a while, you know, we got to come back full circle. He won us a lot of money but a couple I, years ago. I think you talk about him actually this week. Two weeks when we go to Homestead? No, 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 no. Four weeks when we go to Homestead. It's like a month. Yeah, that's why we were having such yeah. a long episode. We got to get our I'm licks s- in here. Oh my goodness, I totally forgot. And then six weeks when we go to um, to Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. So because he's a past champion and he's won there, and I think he finished second. So I sent you um, the photo of the Talladega finish last year, the truck race, um, just to give you an idea because you said about how close he was, and. You know, there's like eight car. Uh, if you look way back, the carnage happening way, way, way back in the trioval. But it's like every car except for four are wrecking. And there's Ben Rhodes at the door of Matt Di Benedetto and could have got the win. So you highlighted his points or his statistics in that race, which is a fascinating finish um, to see. And now for the first time, I'm seeing the 32 truck. I was wondering where's like the other winning. Truck that was like the winning. Yeah. He like wins. I, I was... Photo finish is garbage. Like that, that was photo crazy. Finish. Yeah. Because what the caution came out, right? The caution I think came that's out. What it was is the, the flag came out and oh, so who is that? people were, that was Holmes, right? 32. Holmes. So I, I think you're right. I, we're going to say it was that that's that's gambling brain for you uh, popping out. So. All right. All right. So ready to get into. Yeah, go ahead. No, I got more, man. I mean, I'm if itching. you're if you're fine I'm with itching. it, um, I got <laughs> I, I got uh, you have your play sheet. I got a head to head. I got a group bet to talk about, which may morph into a head to head. And then I got the drivers to watch unless you want to get right into the draft. And then we, we hit those other guys later. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll make. I'll make these quick and and you can make a call about my drivers to watch segment 
uh, later. Cool. I, I like that. Freezing over Bailey Curry, minus 120. Lock this up and mail this to any friends that you have. Um, <laughs> this is uh, – I, I don't understand this at all. Um, minus 120. This is on Caesars. Curry is driving the 41 truck. I don't understand why he is even close in this matchup. He's got zero super speedway experience in the trucks. I he, He's got zero top tens in his career on any series uh, in super speedway racing. Very limited uh, <laughs> top tens for his full career, like at all. Bailey Curry, I mean, I'm, I didn't wake up this morning and choose to like talk shit on Bailey Curry. I don't want to do that. Um, but at the same time, like this is a reason why I'm not taking him in this matchup and we're going with Friesen. Friesen has been rough lately. Obviously we know what his season's been up to here, mm-hmm. but he's got one top five, two top tens, four top twenties at Talladega in the last five races. His average finish is 14.0 in the last three super speedways. He's got a 16th, a 20th and a 28th. Um, Friesen isn't the greatest, right? We're not taking him to, to win the race, but to beat a guy with like no super speedway experience in the trucks. And I don't know what tracks he's been on in other series at all. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how we could take Bailey Curry in this matchup. Like why would anyone bet that it, it's minus minus one ten for Curry? I'll go minus minus one twenty with a veteran of the sport. Someone who will probably yeah. be like 19th and we will cash that. So hit me. And he's driving the 41 truck. That's the only thing I could think of. Ross Chastain couldn't even get like good runs in the 41 truck earlier in the year. So we're going to expect Bailey Curry to do it. Um, I don't know. Call me crazy, but this, that's insane. So freezing in that matchup to me is, is I'm, I'm in. Um, so, so. What I, I think I love what you said about how you started it. I think anybody that made it to this part of the podcast that if you can screenshot that you bet this, you don't have to show your amount of how much you bet, but at least that if you did and sending a letter to your grandma or grandpa or whatever, <laughs> I have a box of I, I just bought a, a whole box of die cast for a family that lived down the street that I just met. And their father, I think it was, passed away. So all these collectibles, I'll give you your pick of whatever diecast you want. Like I'll give you two or three. If you took like, Bailey I'll make Curry, it, if you take Bailey Curry, you show that it was no, 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 no. If you took oh. Stuart Friesen, oh, any and okay. Okay. and you if you bet it and then you sent a letter to a relative, like that's all. <laughs> Say, it has lock to it be. up. Send it to a friend. Lock it up, and I will send you. Uh, I'll send you a picture of all the diecasts I purchased. They're old school diecast, like in '90s, early 2000s ish. Um, I, you you can have two or three. I'll just I'll just do that. I'll mail that to you on behalf of Phil and I. But you gotta you gotta you gotta prove it. And I, yeah. I want it to be somebody other than Cody uh, Zeeb uh, because I know Cody's <laughs> gonna come in and, and you know participate here. So somebody other that's than hilarious. him uh, come in and, and surprise us. So if he's listening, uh, he's like, I feel seen right now. What the hell? I, yeah. So that's my that's my call out to the people. Um, come, come up big for us here an hour and 15 minutes in. Um, oh, so I like that. Uh, I, I can get behind that. So that's your favorite head to head. Um, you have, you the know, you have more, 
group. I mean, I could go all fucking night, Derek. Um, I know. I know you have more things on your play sheet than Taylor Swift does songs. So uh, I'm seeing this uh, in the in the flesh. T-Swizzle. Group bet, group F, plus 250 for Tanner Gray. He's taking on David Gillen, Matt Crafton, and Rajak Ruth. He's the clear underdog in this matchup. Um, But to me, this is a, a value play. Um, so mm-hmm. plus 250 where the books aren't really giving you too much. It seems like something I could get into. Tanner is not somebody that I bet on very often. He's got two top fives in his last three races. They were both at Daytona. Uh, he wrecked in his three starts at Talladega. So, you know, I made that case against Zane Smith where he's just not a Talladega guy, but I think Tanner Gray's had a bit of a different career uh, trajectory than, Zane Smith has where we kind of expect him to be, you know, good. Whereas Tanner is just kind of finding his way through Um, this group. There's a lot of that. Like a lot of these guys have had situations where they're just like wrecking and, you know, it might not be any fault of their own. Dave Gill. And I I don't know what to make of him driving the one car. Um, You know, that's scary to me uh, to want to take him in a, in a group bet like this. Then you got Raja Karuth, who I am, yeah, you mentioned him being like fast. Raja, he's not somebody that I'm scared of in this. Um, and so I said this could morph into a head to head matchup. They've got those two, Raja, Karuth, and Tanner Gray matched up head to head against each other. Raja doesn't have uh, anything to cling to as far as like data to try to show like he knows what he's doing on super speedways compared to Tanner Gray, who has some things that he can work off of. Um, and you know, he just hasn't been spectacular. Um, last year, let's see in this race, Tanner gray. Okay. Didn't have the Mm -hmm. best finish, but he led or he had more laps in the top 15 than Matty D the winner of the race had in the whole race. And Tanner gray wrecked 20 laps left to go in the race. So he had less, Mm -hmm. less laps logged and (laughs) still had more of them in the top 15 than the winner of the race so the point i'm trying to make is even in that fumble of the finish tanner gray was still a factor he was up there in the top 15 top 10 and running really well um so if you're scared of crafting i get it gillen's the big unknown there, driving the one truck so maybe it just morphs into tanner head-to-head versus raja karuth and i would i would gladly take that Hmm. Yeah. Raja has my eye with a few things, but Tanner, um, I I feel like it's any moment now he's going to score a victory. I I really do. So, I mean, the the Gray brothers have been fast throughout the course of the season. And I know we're going to Talladega where anybody can be fast. And, um, you know, you could never know when a drafting partner like your brother is going to pop out of nowhere and going to work your way to the front. So I can see it is it is legal now. Um, so yeah. What's legal now? His brother racing in this race. Okay. Yes. Now I get it. I was, (laughs) you threw me for a loop. I was like, Oh, we can't draft with brothers. I didn't know that that was illegal. Um, Yeah. The NASCAR officials come in and say, no, 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 no. You you too. Yeah. You can't be, can't be talking about how how you guys are going to work together in the race. So, okay. Uh, I'm glad that I asked. So, okay. So then that's, uh, number 50 of your head to heads. Uh, what's the 51st? No, that's all right. We'll, <laughs> we'll, 
We'll lock that in now. Um, so just to recap, I like Ekis over Zane. I like Hosobar over Enfinger. Yep. Moffat yep. over Kligerman. Um, Friesen over Curry. And then if you are into that one, it's Tanner Gray versus mm-hmm. Raja Karuth. Mm-hmm. So um, again, we're not throwing like everything full unit on all of those. It's sure. just you, know, you play that maybe pick and choose which ones you like and and you know if you want to go against me on those that's fine too but you're not throwing the the house at any of those so um now we to talk about doing a draft it was that your drivers to watch or is that no last? no i i got a, a, a quick quick hitters what do you want to watch. do do you want to do the draft or drivers to watch um, well, let's do the drivers for watch. I'll make it really quick. Um, All right. the reason I wrote this down was because people like to talk about super speedways as a chance to like, you know, take a shot, right? Yeah. Longer odds. And, and I don't even know, I didn't write their odds down because I, I got like, them. You'd say okay. the name and I got the number. All right. And the, the reason why I brought this up, uh, was because if you look at Talladega, the past winners at Talladega in the truck series are wonky. Right. So we've been talking about all the household names. The drivers who have won recently are Matty D, kind of out of left field, Tate Fogelman, yep. Ralph Lassard, Spencer yep. Boyd. Then you get into Timothy Peters, who won three times. And then you're at uh, Grant Enfinger in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting into guys like Johnny Sauter. So Enfinger, Sauter, those are some of the bigger names. But, uh, you know, Spencer Boyd, Raphael Lassard, Tate Fogelman, Matty D like out of left field winners. So then your mind's like, well, who's going to be, who's in that like left field realm drivers to watch Colby Howard. uh, His last three races are 30th, eighth and fourth. What's Colby Howard going off of this week, Derek? 50 to one, 50 to one. Pretty solid. He started seventh last Uh year. He finished eighth. That's a solid race for somebody who's just like completely way out there. 50 to one Brett Holmes talked about him earlier about how he lost that photo finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, two starts at Talladega. He's got one top five, which was last year, and two top 15. So two for two, finishing the top 15. He's clearly a uh, good enough super speedway racer. What's he going off as? 60 to one. 60 to one. Chase Purdy, three Talladega races. He's got a 32nd place finish, but then he just gets better every time. Ninth and seventh, just getting stronger. The KBM news, this dude is fighting for yep. his job, um, and this is an opportunity for him to perform. So, Definitely not as uh, long as those other guys, but where's he going off at? Twenty-five to one across the board. So Chase Purdy is is frisky. Like that's a frisky driver, I think. Um, okay, how about like caution clock Timmy Hill? Um, <laughs> remember when they what? did the caution clock? They the, in the truck series that they had a clock. Yeah. Where, okay. Yeah. When they got rid of that, we didn't need the caution clock because Timmy Hill would just spin out and then cause a caution. <sighs> I see what you're doing there. Um, Kim, Timmy Hill just taking just ricochet shots, ricochet shots, <laughs> but horrible starting positions at Talladega and gets decent finishes. I mean, his average start is like the thirties, late twenties, short thirties, um, five. Let's see. Look at this here. He's there's only five drivers that have three for three in the last three races finishing in the top 20. Okay. Since the start of 2022 season, he is one of those drivers three for three finishing in the top 20 on super speedways. The other guys are like 
real name drivers. Um, give me one sec. I'll, I'll pull them up here. Uh, let's see. We've got hey, real Christian. Quick. Ek- yeah. Timothy Hill's not racing this weekend. Wait, Timmy Hill's not racing? No, Tyler Hill is racing. Get out of here. I got fucking fooled by the T Hill on Caesars. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I was looking across every single book imaginable, and then I went to the, um, I went to the entry list and Tyler Hill. So forget that. Yeah. You got, you got, um, oh, my God. You got, that's upsetting. Okay. Well, he's not one to watch. Um, or you can watch him. Maybe he's watching, uh, from the house. He's watching his ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn, dude. That is I had wild. to stop you at some point. Didn't want you to continue. Wow. Thank you for doing that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know why he's not racing. He should be because um, he's, he's three for three top 20. Um, the last guy was Tyler Ankrum. He's got four starts here. He finished 10th last year. Uh, two top 10s, three top 20s uh, at Talladega. He's he's someone to just kind of keep your eyes on. He's plus 100 against Crafton in uh draft or in uh caesars if you like the plus 100 number so um tyler ankrum we hit him every now and then but uh he's definitely someone who's a little friskier down in the pack maybe a dfs play um as well so those are the the drivers there um to keep your eyes on if you Mm -hmm. want some longer shots if 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 the trend of wonky winners is going to continue those could be some guys except for timmy and and to confirm, uh, Tyler Ankum racing on Saturday, four, <laughs> 40 yeah. to one across the board. 40 to one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right. You sprinkled in some good stuff there. Uh, now for the draft. Yeah, let's do it. You get to go first because I've been talking okay. forever. All right. So what we did in uh, on the NASCAR betting preview show is we did five drivers from the cup race, and now we're going to do five from the truck race. Or sure. f- from the let's cup race, it. now we're going to do five in the in the truck race. And I'll kick us off because, uh, yeah, you kicked us off in the other one. I'm going to go Ben Rhodes. I'm going to go to the guy that was in that photo Damn, finish. Dude. You okay. sold me on Ben Rhodes. Right. Um, I'm the Ben Rhodes guy, so I got to stick with Rhodes. All roads lead to victory lane, and I'm going to go <laughs> Rhodes. All right. All right. Interesting. Um, so, Ben Rhodes, I'm actually going to write these down this time so I'm not yep. lost, in the, like that. lost in the draft. I'm going Christian Eckes for all the reasons I said. Um, I, I fully believe that he's a, a major factor this week. So three for three top fives, he can't eat that super consistent. So he'll give me so a you're, chance. You, so you're going Christian Eckes, like we said, eight to one, 10 to one in some spots, make sure you shop around. Uh, and I grab Ben Rhodes that right now is about 12 to one, uh, at some shops. And I think that might be the best number. Uh, yeah, 12 to one, uh, across the board there. Uh, again, I can't really fade this guy, somebody that is just, on the up or rising upward, Carson Hosevar. Uh, I feel like if I miss him here, uh, this could be uh, where he gets done and cashes his ticket to uh, uh, Phoenix. So give me Hosevar. All right. Makes sense to me. Now I will let's see, go off the beaten trail here a little bit. Um, somebody that mm-hmm. we haven't mm-hmm. talked about at length. I'm, I'm going to take Chandler Smith. Uh, he's at 16 to one. Um, he is driving the 25 truck, which is the truck that won the race last year, allegedly. And, um, (laughs) even though, you know, I'm kind of ripping on Matty D a little bit, 
they have put together a, a pretty good string of races in these three uh, most recent super speedway races. They got the win, two top tens, three top twenties, 10.3 average finish. That's fourth in the sport. So the, the Rackley war truck actually does do some good on super speedways. And imagine, you know, the, I mean, if they won last year with a, a future um, mm-hmm. bartender, um, then, <laughs> then imagine what they could do with Chandler Smith, who's a, a real threat on super speedways in the Xfinity series. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's got some good luck. So we'll go Chandler Smith for my second pick. I, I don't hate that Chandler Smith right now going off at, like you said, he's dipping down. Uh, he's going off at 16 to one. Um, so you can find that number. Um, best number there was at Caesars at 16 to one. I'm going to go with a guy that has an extra teammate in the race this weekend. It's Zane Smith. I'm going to go with Zane uh, plus nine fifty at Caesars, but you can grab him. Uh, I believe it was 10 to one. Uh, yep. 10 to one on DraftKings. So give me Zane. You know, we, we talked a little bit about Brett Moffitt, uh, who's going to be in the race for front row this weekend. Zane has a, a partner that's going to be pushing him. So uh, I like that. So give me Zane. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, um, there, there's one guy that we haven't talked about at all. And it's because lack of experience is the reason. Um, Timmy Hill. <laughs> not Timmy Hill uh, trying to find where he's been, where he finished this year. Actually, screw it. I'm just going to go with uh, Grant Enfinger, you know, Oops. just kind of old, old, reliable. Um, I know I was fading him in that, that one yeah. matchup, yeah. but it, it wasn't, <laughs> what are we a, doing? well, it wasn't a fade of Grant. It was, it was talking about how, you know, the guy that he was going up against Josevar is, is, is better than him but in a draft uh format here i mean he's going off a 10 to 1 on caesars probably better somewhere else um i'll that's wild gladly have a low number yeah it's ridiculous um it's gross but it is gross and finger and and as part of my stable i'll take him uh you Mm -hmm. know he's won here before in his uh long resume so We'll uh, we'll add him to the stable. Yeah, I think this is where you kind of got to get a little um, wild and crazy. And, and I think I'm going to go with a guy in the four truck, KBM. KBM in the news this week. Give me uh, Chase Purdy. Um, you know, not a guy we talked about. I don't know if you have any statistics on him. Um, but Chase Purdy, a guy going right now off at 25 to 1. Don't know if that's just due to the truck, uh, you know, that he's affiliated with or if his numbers kind of back that up. But Chase Purdy uh, is a guy that, you know, I like him. So give me Chase Purdy. Could be yeah, very I mean, good on Saturday. He was my one of my drivers to watch. Um, okay. And, yeah, I mean, I think he's solid to play, right? Even if you're just – if you're not doing a draft with your buddies or anything like that like we're doing, I think 25 to 1 is a decent number for somebody like that. He's, mm-hmm. he's good enough to keep you in the race. Um, yep. I guess – I'll save my like longer shot pick for my fifth Ooh. pick, and, and I'll just take uh, I'll take Corey Heim. Uh, got basically no experience. We didn't talk about him at all. Nope. Didn't do the best at Daytona this year, which I think was like his only Super Speedway experience. Um, but I mean, hell, fourth 
pick for me in the draft. I'll take the guy who's locked in and is kind of free to do whatever the hell he wants. And uh, we'll see how that works out. Now, he does have three races under his belt. Let's see. He finished eighth at Daytona, so not too shabby. Three, 32nd, uh, 26th last year at this racetrack, and then eighth this season. So, yeah, he's somebody that could uh, could be frisky with nothing to so- lose. You said earlier, and Heim right now, like you said, going off at eight to one, nine and a half to one at some spots, ten to one as well. So make sure you shop that um, to find the best number. Um, you mentioned it earlier. I think you said with some of the winners uh, here historically, um, pretty much ship boxes, right? Like they any ship box can win. Yeah, yeah, I would say that that's okay. That's a fact. Yeah, no, no better ship box this year than Kligerman. So give me the seventy five truck. Uh, I knew, I knew he wasn't dead to you. You, you're, you're he lying. dead to me, but. No, he is. I mean, I'm. I, I guess. I'm. I guess. Yeah, he's on your team. He's low. live and well. He's a well. He's steering the. You're boat. the one that you're the one that picked Grant Infinger and you ripped him to shreds with two I different didn't drivers. Rip Grant Infinger to shreds. I said you Carson ripped him Hosevar to shreds. Is more consistent than our boy Grant Infinger. That's all I was saying. And I had to head you matchup, made. But can Grant Infinger yeah. go in this race? Absolutely, he can win this race. So that's why he's on my team. Um you know, who's your final guy? different strategy? This is a different strategy than taking a head to head matchup. This is a blanket. So, um, I, I need you know, True. Grant to be part of it. Uh, my final play, shit. I'm gonna take shit, shit. Uh, yeah, I'll take Ty Majeski. Um, last three <laughs> races, two top tens. 12.0 average finish, finished sixth at Daytona. Um, he was 23rd last year, but um, Ty Majeski, I would be sick to my stomach if uh, he were to go out and win and I didn't have anything. So, well, damn, we really went a, out on, we went loud on a ledge with these. I mean, besides my Chase Purdy at 25 to one, I was looking at, God. I was about, I was about to say Nick Sanchez. Um, <laughs> you know, Sanchez being in the playoff hunt, that team has just been fast. And they're twenty to one, I think, to win the race. I could see him, but it's just tough, like lack of experience, you know. Well, my my daughters are big into chalk, and apparently, you and I are both into chalk here. Uh, as we look at the board, uh, and we're a bunch of squares with like the favorites, so um, we're going chalk. It's hard it not like. to. I mean, you know, if you want to extend this in drivers, we could do that. But like, it, it's it's hard not to in a situation like this. Uh, but that's why I wanted to call out my guys to watch, like those. You know, do you want to take Colby Howard on your team? Like, go for it. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I'll be fine just kind of sprinkling something on him as a defensive play. And and for my my team here, I'm I'm good with the big dogs. I like it. I like it. No, I think this is good. And I, I, it's a lot of fun doing the draft element. You've implemented that on your show. You've brought it to a few others as well, uh, where we can do this on a, uh, for a, over a podcast for a super speedway type weekend. So I think it's, I think it's very, uh, very good and, and really kind of helps uh, everything along. So um, were there any drivers? I'm sure there were, were there any drivers that we didn't get to talk about that you want to, um, or is this a good place to close out? I think this is a good place to close out, man. Um, yeah, I mean, talked about a bunch of different plays, yeah. different drivers. Yeah. So even in a weird week with Talladega, keeping it easy, there's still mm-hmm. options for you to, you know, throw some stuff down on um, if that looks interesting to you. Yeah, you can be light 
um, on this weekend and still with some of those betting edge opportunities, like you mentioned, um, you know, you can still get some action down and really, um, you know, do with it what you want. So awesome. Well, uh, Phil, tell everybody where they can uh, support and find you because, you know, from now until Homestead, you know, I want to make sure that the people are staying in touch with uh, everything you got going on. It's where they find a new at. At Full Tank Phil on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, definitely look me up. Give me a follow and let's chat. See what you got for your race day card. I'll uh, gladly tail anything. I love talking shop. So, um, yeah, that's the best place. And the podcast is Full Tank with Phil. Mm-hmm. Same place as you can hear this one. And um, NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday night with you, Derek, on uh, the IBT Media uh, YouTube channel and and podcast forum here so i'm i'm upset trucks is coming to a, a close here oh but yeah we will take full advantage of it and to reiterate what you just said right keep it light but there's a way to yep. play this race light here on saturday afternoon and still have a lot of dogs in your fight so um to, to keep it interesting because it, it definitely will get interesting so thank you as always derek and um we'll we'll come back in a month yeah, no, you're right. We we will hopefully uh, hopefully we get together here in person, whether it's uh, maybe at Phoenix or uh, <laughs> maybe together when we're watching, uh, you know, maybe Martinsville or something. I think Trucks and Xfinity run um, the same day. Oh, scratch that. They're not racing trucks at Martinsville. What an idiot. Uh, I thought they were for a second. Uh, it's just Xfinity and Cup. So never mind. Timmy on that. Hill will um, just be driving around the track for trucks that Timmy, day. Timmy yeah, Hill. So. Okay, well then that'll be yeah. It'll be fun talking about. I'm going to be in attendance uh, for Homestead, and I'll be at Phoenix as well. Um, So we'll we'll get to see some of these play out uh, in person. But always enjoy talking with you. Anybody new listening, make sure you download and subscribe to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast. Uh, Follow me at Derek Yoder underscore on X, and download or follow the NASCAR Betting Preview Show at NASCAR BPS on X as well. For myself, Phil, we'll catch you next time and enjoy the racing action this week at Talladega. <laughs>